360 degrees. High high, 360 degrees. High high, 306, 306, 360 degrees. High high. Good evening and welcome to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine produced by apprentices and graduate apprentices of the First Voice Media Program. Broadcasting from right here in Huchin occupied Ohlone territory. Known to settlers as Berkeley, California, I'm your host, graduate apprentice, Zakia G.E. Cape Hart. Tonight, we will be conversing and reading poetry with West Oakland to West Africa International Poetry Exchange, Wotawa. This poetry collective consists of extraordinary poets in West Oakland and in West Africa. All this tonight on Full Circle. I'm your host, Zakia G.E. Cape Hart. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You are listening to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio program. I'm your host, Zakia G.E. Cape Hart. Tonight on Full Circle, we are spending the hour with West Oakland to West Africa International Poetry Exchange, Wotawa. On October 6th, 2017, Wotawa were our guests here on Full Circle prior to their sojourn to Ghana, West Africa. Tonight, we will hear all about that trip to Ghana and what Wotawa has been doing since then. The founding director, Kala Brundage, is here along with other members of Wotawa. I am proud to say that I am also a member of Wotawa. A very warm welcome to all of you to Full Circle here on KPFA 94.1 FM in Berkeley. At this time, I'd like to begin by letting our listening audience hear a little bit about each of our guest poets. Kala Brundage is a Pushcart Prize nominee, Fulbright teacher, and author of two books of poetry, Swallowing Watermelons, and Mulata, Not So Tragic. She has performed her work on stage and online, both nationally and internationally. Her poetry, short stories, and essays are in Koch, Hip Mama, Sparkle and Blink, Bamboo Ridge Press, and Vibe. Makita Essay, 
a.k.a. Sandra Hooper Mayfield. Mother, grandmother, poet, artist, and tutor. Former editor of the South County Post newspaper and author of Sugar Water, a chap book. Makita is currently working on her new book entitled, She Did Not Drown, She Was the Water. Makita lives in Ghana and in Oakland. Maritska Taylor from Cape Coast, Ghana, is a mother of two sons, a poet and author of children and YT books. She has been part of Wotawa from the beginning, and her poems are featured in various anthologies. Her novels are on Amazon, and she lives in Accra, Ghana. Again, welcome Kala and Makita, who are here in Oakland, and welcome Maritska who is calling in from Ghana. Thank you all for joining us on Full Circle tonight. I want to start the conversation with Kala. Makita and Maritska, I'll bring you both in for the round table. Kala, I'd like to ask you, what was your vision for Wotawa journeying to Ghana, West Africa? Thank you, uh, Zakia, for having us here tonight. The journey from um, Oakland to Africa was truly incredible. I had been living in Cote d'Ivoire for three years and had met Sir Black of a Halakasa when I was there in 2013. Together, we envisioned an exchange where students from Ivory Coast, where I was, would meet um, members of his organization, A Halakasa, where he is a forerunner in the slam poetry and spoken word movement, which has taken fire in Ghana. Uh, at that time, we imagined this to be an exchange between high schoolers or young students. But when I returned to the United States, I started, I went back to Mills College to get my MFA in poetry and once again reimagined this, um, this experience as a digital exchange where using the Wrenchy form where community members in Oakland and I partnered with the West Oakland Branch Library at the time, that's how we got our name West Oakland, but I was at Mills. So actually it was a whole Oakland community. Um, and, uh, I put out a call and one of the key members, Wanda Sabir, alerted people in her community. And soon I had a group of people from all over Oakland with different identities and ages. And um, it was just beautiful. Many from Mills and uh, most of us Black identified exchanging poetry with poets in Ghana using the internet. And uh, the form of Renshi is where you take the last line of your partner's poem and respond to it using their last line as your first line. And this created kind of a depth of connection and experience for our partners. And as these relationships developed, I believe it may have even been Makita who's with us tonight, 
who said, let's go. I want to go. And I was said to the group, the American group, I'm not a tour guide. I don't know. I don't know if we can go. But everybody at the table that night, I remember there were eight of us said, let's go. And um, the exchange evolved from being one of a written exchange to a, an exchange with the goal of traveling to Ghana at the end of the exchange. And with the help of Sir Black and Ehalakasa, we were able to have an international poetry slam uh, in Accra, which was quite amazing. Uh, we did uh, lose by one point, and that is still something we love to talk about today. And that's when we got to meet, meet Mariska, who's here today, and all of our other exchange partners. It was a beautiful time. Yes, it, it absolutely was. It was a, uh, such a beautiful experience. I mean, for me, it was a trip of a lifetime. So it still lives in my memory. And I'm sure it lives in all of our memories, you know, that opportunity to travel to Ghana, West Africa. So uh, I was wondering, uh, the last time that uh, we were together here on KPFA, we talked about um, the upcoming and poetry anthology. So the anthology is uh, reality now. And yes, folks, it's a phenomenal book. So I was thinking that um, perhaps we can have a little roundtable discussion about um, the anthology that, uh, that Kala uh, uh, had us to all get together to do. And, and she edited uh, the book. A wonderful book. It's entitled uh, Our Spirits Carry Our Voices. So um, is that something that uh, uh, everyone can un unmute their microphones and uh, we can talk about at this time? So Carla, you take the lead. Sure. Um, I think one of the most beautiful things about this exchange was the community built. And while um, I did take the lead in editing the book, uh, Tyrese Brown, Zakia, um, Sandra, or M M Makita, who's here today, Crystal Tete, and Sir Black all were contributing editors. And um, the book, in my opinion, shows our exchange. Um, and it's it in, includes poems on themes such as regeneration and um, struggles we have, our ancestors. Uh, it's quite a beautiful journey. And we also have some prose pieces about the actual trip to Ghana. Um, I don't know if Makita or Mariska wanna add anything else about the book, how it's impacted you. I know Zakia, you wrote, you wrote a book as well. <laughs> Yeah, I was inspired to to write a book, you know, when we returned from Ghana, and um, and and that's been, you know, it feels like a, such a great extension for all of us. I I think we're all writing books now. Carla, you just wrote another book, and Makita is writing a book, and 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 I know Mariska is always writing <laughs> her books and novels, and so yeah, um, it's absolutely. Uh, wonderful the, the fact that we were able to to continue the journey so to speak and so Makita yeah you want to chime in here on Mariska oh okay 
Um, yeah, when I got my hands on the book, I was so excited because it had the pictures of um, various events that happened when uh, we had our exchange. And um, the, the book is really full of lovely poems and uh, the, the whole experience. It's, a, it's actually like a travel guide with uh, poetry in between. So, uh, and then the cover is so beautiful. It's very spiritual and all that. So um, I, I liked it very, very much. It sort of um, encouraged me to continue writing poetry because for a long time, I have this idea that poetry doesn't sell, people don't buy poetry. But then after seeing this and then some other poetry books, I realized that no, the work must go on. We shouldn't just stick to novels, but our poems can be also illustrated and be very descriptive and bring in the history and feeling of uh, the people from both sides of the diaspora. So it was really that's nice. That's absolutely true. Thank you so much, Mariska, for those um, words. And uh, Makita, uh, you have a little bit you might want to share. You I, mean, I like how you said a little bit. Um, <laughs> thank you very much, because uh, I could talk a, a long time about um, this. It's, it wasn't just a trip. It was a, it was a journey. And I think for most of us, it was life-changing. And um, for me, for sure, it was healing in, in every area, spiritually, emotionally, um, you know, in the end, just, you know, just like a, a gift um, that changed the lives. And the book is the evidence of that. And, uh, but I, but I, um, I think that we should write another one. <laughs> ah, I absolutely agree. So, I mean, it, it was the experience of, of, of being able to take um, all the, all that I feel on the inside um, of, uh, of of who we are as people and how we got here back to Ghana and bridge our lives uh, and touch each other and heal um, through art. This is magnificent. Mm. And, and, I, and I will always be grateful to Carla for the vision. Yes, absolutely. Well, that's what we call her, our fearless leader. She absolutely is. So Carla, I want to save a little time here for, because I want you to do a poem. And, um, and I also wanted to uh, ask you to leave your contact information and just briefly talk about what's next for Wotawa. Thank you, um, Zakia. Yes, yeah, so West Oakland, West Africa, since our initial exchange has had three other exchanges. We did Hawaii to Ghana, East Oakland to East Africa, which was a partnership with um, in Kenya. And we did a, another version of West Oakland to West Africa, which partnered with Patrice Lumumba located at the um, Eastside Arts Alliance. And um, that was with um, CIA Lagos in Nigeria. We do have two more books coming out and um, I'm super excited about it. You can reach me at carlabrundage.com, um, carlabrundage.com. I would say that's the best place to reach me right now. And the books are all available on Amazon. 
Uh, happening next are those books. We've been all digging down and editing and it's super exciting. Um, yeah, and we um, that's what's happening with us. I do have a poem if you'd like me to read my poem from the book. Please, yes, thank okay. you. Um, I have two short poems I was gonna read today. One is not in the book and one is. Um, the first poem is about Harmattan, the dusty season, and it's called A Hundred Days Without Sunlight. Harmattan's sun bleeds through dusk of dusky evening commute. Blood of the orb cuts clouds and din. Part of my loss folded in some memory somewhere, bleeding to shine through. Penetrating every reassurance is doubt of your love, certainty you are gone. Tires roll on slick of melted tarmac. They say it is the cold season, but I sweat. Wind pulls illness into our throats. I'm stifled by this lost memory of you. And my second poem for the day is in the book and it was written with Sir Black. Um, and uh, we use the Renchi format and it's called The Present. And this was when we were writing about the themes of our ancestors, The Present. I am the present, the gift of the here and now, the love we give in the moment under the shining sun is the gift. When under the mango tree, gentle rain falls, cleansing the dust off tattered leaves, Stand tall, hold your shoulders back. Imagine a light from your head to the sky. Open your throat chakra and listen with your voice. Surround yourself with the shawl of moonbeams. Let butterflies into your soul and be thankful in rainbow colors. Your ancestors gave you life and soon you will be one too. Give back to the community with deeds, not words. May your prayers be grateful. You have so many talents. Open your soul to the ocean of love before you. Thank you. You're welcome. That was beautiful, Carla. Thank you so much. If you just tuned in, that was the voice of Carla Brundage, who I was conversing with and who opened up the round table discussion that we all participated in. We'll be right back after this music break. Please stay with us. My skin is black. My arms are long. Call me. My name is Aunt 
Aunt Sarah My skin is yellow My hair is long Welcome back to Full Circle on KPFA 94.1 FM. The song you just listened to was Four Women by Nina Simone. If you just tuned in, we're in conversation with Wotawa, West Oakland to West Africa International Poetry Exchange. I'm your host, Zakia G.E. Cape Hart. At this time, I want to talk to Maritzka Taylor about being a mother, a poet, and an author of children and YT books. 
Welcome. Welcome, Mariska. Would you first talk a little about your experience being part of Wotawa? Um, it was very exciting for me because um, I also have a different history. Uh, my dad is African-American, but I never knew him. So I am tracing my roots from Africa to America and made contact with some family. So having um, the West Oakland group coming down to Ghana for this exchange was like mixing with family. And it rekindled my desire to continue interacting and um, uh, forgiving for maybe abandonment, but uh, when you're young, you don't understand certain things. So the, the um, collaboration between the two rekindled certain feelings and at the same time, it gave me contact with a new family altogether. So beautiful, yeah. So I, uh, I would also I'd like to ask you, uh, as a writer of poetry and children's books, um, children and YT books, why, uh, how uh, did all of that come about and coincide with being a mother of two sons? But first, what are YT books? Um, young teens. Ah. Now that's what mm. I thought, but I wasn't sure. Yeah. I just wanted to check. It's not actually up to an adult stage. So there's certain language you can't incorporate in it. Um, so for young teens, you're just above what we would call secondary school, but they're not out in the world working at the moment. Mm -hmm. So you have to be careful of what you put in your books. We have to be Absolutely. role models. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you for being so conscientious. Yeah. So, um, so then tell me about your, um, you know, the coinciding, you know, juggling being a mom of two sons and, and, and getting all this writing done as you are. Oh, yeah, uh, okay, my sons are grown. They're, they're all out of the country. Uh, my mm -hmm. eldest is 47 and my youngest is 30, big gap. So basically, I would say I'm a single person now because they've all flown the nest. So I have time to um, write and do what I want. My eldest son is an editor uh, on the side. His second job, he edits books and has set up his own publishing company. So at least it's sort of paved the way for me as well. And um, writing for um, children, I usually incorporate my poetry into stories for them. So it will, there will be rhymes and then the illustrations and things like that. So I still get the poetry in, and then um, get stories that's from my imagination of things that happen in Ghana, you know. And, mm -hmm. uh, the, the books, especially books here for, for the West African market, they've got to touch on the syllabus of the schools. So in 
for example, one story was talking about domestic animals and wild animals. So my story was to do with a king lion and a king goat. And that incorporated the two themes from the syllabus, the educational syllabus. So it's not as easy writing for children as people think. So mm -hmm. you've got to be conscious of so many things. I hear. Okay. Well, thank you for that, um, for your response to that. And so I was wondering, what are some of the obstacles you encountered uh, as a writer? And, and could you tie that in with uh, also as a, for new writers, specifically girls and women, um, I guess you can you know, talk about that also in, in how it relates to obstacles. Um, the main obstacle is actually getting yourself heard. You've got to find a community to be part of and then not be shy. I mean, initially I couldn't read in front of people and always, you know, nervous before I started to speak. Uh, but getting an audience and you get an audience from within the community of writers that you get close to. Um, a lot of people don't understand that. So they start writing and then they have no outlets and they have piles and piles of work and nobody who's listened to their readings and they may have gems in between, you know. So that is one of the obstacles. Um, the other obstacle is getting paid properly for work that you do. Uh, events call you to be the opening act where you you read out or recite your poems and things like that. And then they just want to give you a, a few dollars because they don't value what you are doing, but um, you put value on it. And I think in the diaspora, there's value on what people do, you know? So it is now getting into the system here that poets are also part of the creative industry. So there, there have been obstacles, but gradually after so many years, I think I started writing in 2004. Um, it is now that I can see you know, when you're called for a program, you can you know, say, have your demands as such. So it, it's gradually opening up for the new ones coming. It's patience and tolerance and just keep on. Okay, well, that's very good advice. I'm sure that's going to be helpful for the um, new writers in the audience. Thank you for that answer. So I would, uh, I would love to hear your poem now. <laughs> and, um, okay. and then afterwards, you can give out your contact information. And I just want to say that this will be on, on our website also that I'll give out at the end of the show, so that uh, for people that don't have a pen, and don't catch the information right now, uh, they can look on the website and, and get it. But please, uh, after your poem, you give it out for those that have okay. been to write yeah. with. Um, this poem is also about the Hamatan. Now, when we have the Hamatan here, it is very sunny, very humid, very dry at the same time. Your lips and your feet crack and um, people walk around in cardigans and jackets. So you can imagine the contrast of the heat going through. So this is written in the pidgin 
English. Hamatan don't come again, oh. Cracked lips, not good for kiss. Split heels, not good for bed sheets. Dry skin, not good for man. Static hair, not good for comb. Dry white dust, not good for the house proud. Painful nostrils, very good for sheer butter. A hot bowl of light pepper soup, just right for the insides. Hamatan, nawao, we go suffer for three months. Hamatan don't come again. So that's my Hamatan uh, poem. It's lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, second short one to make up the three minutes. You promised. You promised to let me know when it was over. You promised. You promised. You promised to be honest when you fell out of love. You promised. You promised. I felt the changes month ago. You promised. You promised. But you told me nothing was wrong. You promised. You promised. Now I feel, smell, and inhale the change. And still, you promise, you promise to tell me the truth. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Yeah, lovely, lovely poems. I enjoyed both of them. Um, if you could give out your contact information now, that would be wonderful. Yes, my email is mariska.taylor at gmail.com. And on Facebook, it's under Mariska Araba Taylor. Uh, the same T-A-Y-L-O-R. Mariska, M-A-R-I-S-K-A dot Taylor at gmail.com. Okay, thank you. Thank you so much. That was the voice of Mariska Taylor joining us all the way from Ghana, West Africa. Now we're going to return to Oakland to talk to Makita Essay, a.k.a. Sandra Hooper Mayfield, mother, grandmother, poet, artist, and tutor. So Makita, again, welcome. I am so excited to hear that you are living in Ghana and in Oakland. Can you talk about the experience of living on two continents and how that came about for you? Sure. Um, I, um, as, as Carla said a little earlier, uh, well, for one thing, I researched my, my DNA and my father's genes uh, led me to Ghana. And, um, um, and, and the opportunity, uh, Wanda called me and the opportunity to, to participate in exchange came at a time when I was diagnosed with fourth stage cancer. And so, and going to Ghana was one of my, on my bucket list. And so I went, um, I, I went and I, and I, you know, and I haven't since that first time sitting out in Cape Coast and this, I, 
I don't know, some some wind passed over my body and I haven't I haven't um had um I've been that there's been no detection of cancer since then. Amazing. And so um and so uh yeah, that's and 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 you know that will cause you to write <laughs> or sing or paint or dance. <laughs> so yeah. I say. Uh, do you think living in Ghana and in Oakland has made you more prolific as a writer? I'll tell you what it's done. It's made me free. Mm. That's what it's made me. I when the second time that I went, I went by myself, and I was three weeks out of surgery, and uh, on a walker, and um, the Holocaust community embraced me as family, and so I was, mm-hmm. you know, there and writing, and I knew that that that's what I was going to be doing the you know the rest of my life um, first because I I fell in love with words in the first grade. But I'm, it was just getting to sharing it with people, sharing it with people, um, you know, when I turned 50 or something like that. And so um, the the uh, opportunity to, to go there and to, and, and, what, and to get what I found and to bring it back, it's just that I came back to, got to uh, the Amer- America, but my spirit stayed in, in Ghana. And so... I, I didn't see any reason why I couldn't go back and forth. So the pandemic has held me here for a little while, but I'm on my way out of here at the end of uh, January. Uh, so, but yeah, the, the freedom came in like, I didn't know I could leave my kids and grandkids. I didn't, I didn't know I could do that. I probably could never go and stay forever, but I've spent a, um, like a Christmas and Mother's Day there. I never thought I could do that. That kind of freedom is um, is beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. I found out everybody could take care of themselves, <laughs> 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 and that and that I, that's a model for them to exactly. um, to when they get my age or younger. To, to fly, to don't, don't be tied to uh, traditional things that we could sometimes be, uh, ways of being. My grandmother was, had 14 granddaughters and, and, um, and she just, I, I can't remember a day where she wasn't um, at her house cooking or something. And I didn't want that. I hear you. Well, I'm sure that you are inspiring them. And, uh, and that's a wonderful thing. So you <laughs> have a chapbook called Sugar Water. I do a little bit about back. <laughs> uh, back in 2011, um, after a little heartbreak, I um, <laughs> I wrote a book uh, and I titled it Sugar Water because um, when I was a kid, uh, I was raised Catholic, and one fr- we didn't eat meat on Fridays. And one Friday, my my mother was making uh, waffles or pancakes or something, and she ran out of sugar. I mean, she ran out of uh, um, syrup and she made some. I don't know why that made such a big impact on me, but it did. And when I grew up, I, I, it's like the metaphor for me is that, that we as women take nothing and make something beautiful out of it or something delicious out of it. And that's what I wanted to do with my life at that time. So I wrote the chapbook, self-published it, 
went to the Barnes and Nobles and had a, a signing and, and a reading in the loft. <laughs> and, uh, and from there, I was hooked. Mm. Uh -huh. Beautiful, story. Yeah. So that's... Sugar Water, the event is once a year annually on the second Saturday of um, of uh, of January, and it's it's um, by continent now. It's, it's Ghana, I mean it's Africa and the United States, uh, mm -hmm. where a, a group of women come together. We bring food and art and our stories. Yeah, I know. I was at one. And you know, are you going to be here for the next one or is that going to be on, on the African continent, the next one? I'll, I'll be here for the next one. Oh, great. Yeah, I look forward to that. So um, I am so intrigued by your upcoming book, the title of your upcoming book. She did not drown. She was the water. Can you tell <laughs> us about this book, this upcoming book? But first, Actually, I want you to tell me about the title. Uh, the title is came from a woman who lives in Ghana. Her name is Jo, and she's a, a poet extraordinaire. Uh, she reminds me of uh, Maya and them. And um, and and um, and she wrote this um, this poem, um, and that was inside that that title was inside. I changed it a little bit. And asked her for permission, and um, and if I could have because um, <laughs> I think it her her the night her her poem goes like it, it's um uh, I heard they came looking for me. I didn't drown. I was the water, and. Um, and so I, I I saw it in, in an article that this, this person at the at the at Ghana University had used it in his uh, suicide letter, and um, and I just thought about the power in the statement. I didn't drown. I was the water. I could say that about a lot of situations in my life, and um, and so. I decided that I, you know, I asked her for permission to change that a little bit and use it as, um, so the title of it is She Didn't Drown, She Was the Water. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's just poetry about um, life and and uh, living and, and how we think we're gonna drown but or die, but then we, we live, well, we become a butterfly or something. So beautiful. Thank you for that explanation. So I um, would love to hear a poem from you. And then after that, you can give your contact information. Okay. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Zakia. Um, Rumi. Um, and so I... Um, I, you know, it was hard to choose, but anyway, I, I decided to... to to um, just present from Ghana. Um, this 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 um, poem is titled "Daydreaming," and it's when I came back from that first trip, I just couldn't wait to go back, and so I started packing as soon as <laughs> I came back, and I wrote this poem, and it's ebonically written. When I get to Ghana, I'm gonna wrap myself in six yards of white cotton. Wear beads, anklets, bracelets, and sometimes I'm going to wear a crown. 
I'm a garden barefoot under the influence of moonlight, music, and juju. I'm a cook gumbo and jollof. My house gonna smell like you never wanna go. I'ma sit wide legged on the shore and exhale hate and breathe Africa. Then I'ma lay down and let the ebb and flow wash the white away. When I get to Ghana, I'ma fall in black, black, black love. I'ma let him press his body on mine. Then I'ma sit on my lap, his lap, swing my feet, and feed us some watermelon. <laughs> I That's love it. that poem. It's pistols. <laughs> okay, this one is um, titled um, Born in America. Ghana, I was born in America, but I belong to you. I am the hope and the dream of the African man, woman, and child who crossed the water and refused to die, but survived. I'm the voice that cried out from the bowels of the slave ship and the end of a bloody rope, pleading for you to come for me for 400 years. Here I am pouring myself out all over you and this place. And I am crying out to you again, Ghana, take me back to a place where my black really is beautiful, where my feet know the dance of my people and the rhythm is engraved in my bones. Ghana, take me back to freedom that wakes me up every day and I can wear peace like it's my favorite dress. Back to a place where my mind can finally rest and my wounds can bleed the red, green, yellow, and black of truth. Ghana, take me back. I was born in America, but I belong to you. Mita Wopa, Ghana. Thank you. Thank you. Powerful. Okay, so... Um... Your contact information would be wonderful for the audience that has the uh, has a pen handy. If not, they can get it on the website after the show. Okay. okay. I've been using Makita Artist at gmail.com. And phone number you said? 510-717-1308. That was the voice of Makita Essay a.k.a. Sandra Hooper Mayfield. Thank you all for joining us on Full Circle tonight on KPFA 94.1 FM. I've been your host, Zakia G.E. Capehart. But before we go, I'd like to read a couple of selections from my book entitled Ghana on My Mind, Poetic Reflections on Journeying to the Motherland. My first poem is entitled, Greet It by a Rainbow. Previously, the title was, The Place I Am From. I come from a place where greeting is paramount, a place where the moon appears full each night, a place where the darkness highlights zillions of stars that kiss 
the sky and brighten our path through thickness in the woods at the midnight hour. A place where the doors are never locked, even as you sleep. A place where dewdrops halt on the first note the songbird sings. A place where porch swings sing a lullaby to passers-by. A place where summer breezes soothe your sneezes. A place where neighbors talk and children walk to play in the early morning sun, greeted by a rainbow. I come from a place where sunlight, moonlight, and starlight are etched on the faces of the people and shine throughout the universe. I come from a place where pyramids are erected in the infolds of the cerebrum, cerebellum, and medulla. I come from a place where experiencing bitter, hot, sour, and sweet are precursors to life's journey. I come from a place where greeting is a way of life. It begins and never ends. My final selection is uh, taken from the title of my book, Ghana on My Mind. And it is a, a story and uh, actually a, a letter, a love letter to Ghana. Dear Ghana, throughout the day, I think of you constantly. When I meditate and pray, and even while I play, you have become a beautiful part of my daily thoughts. I miss the ocean, the waves, the gentle breeze, the warmth of the sun, and the brilliant, stunning, but he is stars covering the black sky at night. Of course, I miss the scrumptious, delightful, aromic food, as well as a melange of other things. However, what I miss most of all are your people. I am drawn to return to you. I know one day I shall, although in spirit I never really left you. In spirit, I am still there, enjoying the warmth of your sun, forever dreaming under your stars. Ghana is in my heart. Ghana is in my soul. Ghana is on my mind nearly all the time. Love, Zakia. Thank you all for listening tonight and being a part of Full Circle. I'd like to make an announcement, and my announcement is uh, that the First Voice Media Apprenticeship Program 
is currently outreaching for the next group of apprentices. If you feel you want to bring your voice to the airwaves to help raise your community's voice, don't delay. Submit your application right away for our winter cohort. Be sure to visit our website at kpfaapprentice.org to get your application in as soon as possible. Just click on the Apply tab. That brings us to the end of tonight's show. Thank you, Carla Brundage, Makita Esse, a.k.a. Sandra Hooper Mayfield, and Maritzka Taylor for being our guests on Full Circle tonight. And thanks to all of the wonderful listeners for joining us as well. Our executive producer is Mickey Mays. Our technical director is free-willing Frank Sterling. Joy Moore is our production consultant. Special thanks to free-willing Frank Sterling for engineering tonight. My appreciation to all of you for joining us tonight on Full Circle. I've been your host, Zakia G.E. Cape Hart. Stay tuned. Baunda Baita is next. Thanks again for listening to Full Circle tonight. I'm going out tonight with two more songs by Nina Simone. To be young, gifted, and black, and don't let me be misunderstood. Good night, everyone.
I'm just a soul who's intent. 